0: Welcome to the AI-assisted organization podcast with myself, Piers Linney, and my co-host and co-founder of Implement AI, Dr. Alok Shukla, who is still in Mumbai. How are you, (laughs) Piers? i'm very good i got as far as cornwall as i mentioned last week at anthropy which is um it's about building a better britain people place planet prosperity and uh, i did probably eight sessions maybe seven or eight sessions almost all focused on artificial intelligence or it formed a big part of the conversation or the panel discussion and it was amazing it always amazes me when you you canvas a room of say 200 people you say put your hand up if you're using this technology just personally just like chat gpt plus the paid version you know and maximum four percent put the hands up and i, I keep saying it's, it's like going into a fist fight and you can take iron man and you can't
1: gold at <laughs> i just don't see like how and, and today's episode is going to unravel and reveal even more of it but like um it's profound Today's episode is a big one. So
0: normally we try and focus on you know a bit of news and then a bit of I have a theme AI for business. I think this week we're rolling all into one. There's been a huge raft slew of announcements for OpenAI, and that's the company that created ChatGPT. And they had their first dev day. So all these big companies have these kind of big days where, you know, they, you remember the all kind of uh, Apple launch with Steve Jobs and his black roll neck. Uh, he, well, Sam Altman was doing his version of that, but this was their first. It's, it's kind of aimed at developers. So what we're trying to do is to make it um, more relevant and understandable for business use cases. There is some other news this week, which it sounds like it was big news till this happened, like, you know, XAI, Elon Musk and the Grok AI, has been launched and runway ml has updated itself and there's lots of other things going on but you know once again OpenAI has just changed the game this fish and this is the whale yeah absolutely right and if you think about where we were i don't know what beginning of this year you know well you know gpt3 turbo 4 and it, it's a game changer so we're going to crack on because a lot to get into and we'll do, do a few updates about implement ai as well so again this was an event held in San Francisco. There were um, there was an audience of real life people there as well. We all got five hundred dollars of a uh, open AI as your credits. It was quite nice for them. And also Satya Nadella just turned up as well, which we'll touch on as well. But essentially, this was their first day for they're rolling out features. They're going to be in Chat GPT, but a lot of it was about how do you use this technology, how do you use their platform as a developer, and how do you build on it. And I think the kind of overall summary really is that. Whenever you know, there were things we discussed in the yeah. podcast last week or the week before that we were kind of complaining about, and this needs to be fixed, and it's being fixed. So, if you look at that kind of exponential curve, where are we going? Upgraded. How do we go from AI to AGI? Yeah, well, up- upgraded, I suppose. Yeah, things have been well, some are upgraded, true. some are actually new, aren't they? Since the way that they're doing things as well. So, let's get into it. So, the, the real Big news. It was all big news. Right? Let's just go through them. So they've got a new model, right? So they've all been using GPT-4 and with about a 32,000 token context window. GPT-4 Turbo now has 128,000 tokens in terms of its context Ooh, window. Bigger than flawed that's bigger than Claude. Uh, we have, we often we, have, we often say that oh we use Claude because it's got a very big context window. Well, now it's smaller than um, than OpenAI's. And this is to give you an idea it's about 96,000 words. Previously the GPT-4 was 32,000 tokens. Um so it's a massive shift. 300 page book. 300 page book. And and I was I was watching some um YouTube videos and reading some articles about it saying that people think that within a year we'll be in a million tokens right. So a million tokens is Essentially, the average human reads five to ten books a year, and it's all that information is is going to be. You'll be able to actually send it to a large language model
1: in a prompt. It's profound. Like the, one of the biggest things that I found with Claude, like I, I like it a lot. But like, for example, I would load in like a whole lecture or a whole lot of PDFs that I'd written or a load of content, and then I would work with that um, content to with Claude to then write and create more content. But the problem that I always found is that like. If you load it with a lot of context, your conversation also forms part of the context and then you start running out. And then what would happen is you basically reach, I'd say to the interesting part of the conversation, and then it says, sorry, your context window has been reached. And so I always found that that's a bit frustrating because then you have to then restart in a new window and preload everything in. Again, what you're saying here is that this number one is a larger context window, but also number two, GPT-4 Turbo is like smarter. Like it's, a, it's showing many different things where it can actually understand multiple things within one prompt. The accuracy has gone up and we're going to go into that in a bit more detail. Yeah. But This is profound and, it's, and this links into number two as well, right? Because that context window can be in multiple forms as well.
0: Yeah, so I'll go on to number two. So moving on, uh, multimodal. So we've we, you, you've heard us, talk, heard us talk about this almost every week for months. And multimodal is, you know, you've got text, you've got vision now. Um, these models can hear, they can speak, you can talk to them. And that, that makes a big difference to how you interact with these models. And it was great uh, uh, yeah, at the beginning of the OpenAI event. They were showing that people who were physically disabled, and we're able to use the model because they can actually talk to it. A chap who was sort of like he was paralyzed down on One side had nerve damage. And he could have talked to technology quite literally. So that was quite important. So these APIs now can process different data types. They have different interfaces. And that's making it just more accessible. And the big one is now, I like mentioned last week, I think, is that it's such a pain going to chat GPT+, for
1: example, and swapping between the model. Whether you want to use plugins, DALA, text, and now you don't. They different contexts before. So you could only have like a image generation Dali one in one conversation, a code interpreter one in a different one, or, you know, like um, a chat GPT one in a third one. But now you could actually send a photo, for example, of let's say an outline of a web page. You can then say, okay, please mock up some versions of me using Dali 3 or whatever like that. And you can say, okay, um, I want to talk with you and like work on some, d- create some code for it using the code interpreter. So you can already use like multiple different versions within one thing. It's like... There's plugins What's as well. Like- plugins are a pain because...
0: You couldn't... It's a little brown... Yeah, you decided you 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 want a different plug-in halfway through what
1: you were doing. You couldn't do that. You had to go and start all over again. Yeah. So I would say this is literally the closest thing to a digital human next to you. We always said it's a super smart intern and everything like this, but before you had different interns. Now, all those interns have been combined into one, basically. So you've got the data analyst guy, who's also the designer, who's also like the website designer, who's also like the writer, who's also the analyst. They're all sat there. And And that's... let's keep going, Allah, because there's also going to be...
0: Lots of other assistants as well, <laughs> which is the other, and this is where it becomes really quite interesting. I have, I have a quick one, a seed. So if you use things like um, mid journey and you create an image, there's a seed. So if you want to create a similar image. You can use that seed and it'll kind of create something which is similar it's so in that kind of vein. Uh, so they now have seeds as well on, on reproducible output, which is quite important for businesses because they yes. want to have you know, a house style or a tone of voice. So that's something that's being
1: added yeah. as well. And so this is all leading the models to be much more controllable in their output. One of the criticisms of these LLMs was that like it could be brilliant and genius one time, and then the, the variability of the quality would be different or something else. Now I have to say, personally, depending on the kind of work that we've worked on, I've not really seen that too much. But it has been a criticism based on how the prompt was engineered and all that kind of stuff. So again, that's where prompt engineering came in. But these these different ones, like you know, it, it builds on prompt engineering because you can actually have the seed, and the example of what you want to have to come out with but this is just leaning perfectly but it's different to temperature yes 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 yes
0: yeah but temperature was where you you, you know there's a slide normally where you can have it more is this sort of very sort of programmatic and direct and sort of um it's there's no flexibility in it and as you increase the temperature there's more creativity now now some people argue that the creativity you're just adding more and more nonsense so this isn't that apparently this is different it's more like the image based seeds and also they've also created um something else which allows you to um create content that is increasingly similar so it's slightly different to the seeds so is all being built in and this is important to corporates and anyone in business and this is why you're seeing it appear on the platforms moving on so the other um really annoying um, aspect of i think opening eyes models was that the age of the the background data the age of the training so it was kind of September 2021 that they kind of brought it forwards. And now they brought it forwards to April 2023, which is not too long ago. I guess it's partly because, you know, it's just annoying having a model that is, is sort of that out of date, given the fact how quickly the world is changing now. And also the I competition with XAI. So they have Twitter. They're using Twitter to access reality. I mean, you can argue about that, <laughs> about whether it is reality, whether you want models trained on Twitter, who knows. Um, but I think increasingly you're going to see it sort of catch up. You're going to see that gap eventually close down to, you know, days, hours, and minutes.
1: Yes, no, totally. And, like, also, like, GPT can, like, browse the web when needed, right? So you you, you have that dynamic element within there as well. But the, the, the key thing is that, like, the foundation model that's available to everybody has been trained in up to April 2023 information. That's insane. Instant, you know, like the majority of stuff apart from news and current affairs is is within there now, basically, right? If there's news and current affairs, you can you can just use the browse browsing function to like access those things or supplement it with other data sets and everything like this. But I mean, it was already powerful and like now it's just even more. All well, now as will come on to, you, you've got
0: fine-tuning, custom models, assistance and GPTs, so Like that, that's going to go away if yeah. you want to make sure that does happen on your slides. So the other big one is uh, is text-to-speech and whisper version 3. Now, whisper is, is their model. It's a text-to-speech model, which is very, very good. It's even better now. They Actually, uh, Sam Oldman um, gave an example of it speaking. It was amazing. So it's kind of voice-to-text. voice-to-text. And now it's, it's actually open source, which I wasn't really aware of that. Um, So you now again, enhanced voice synthesis and voice recognition. And what this is going to allow us to do is to create much more natural human interactions. I think we said last week that, you know, the day that you literally cannot tell whether you're speaking to a human or a machine in a, in a conversation, whether it's on the phone, whether it's a drive-through, no matter where it is, um, whether it's, you know, from a, an avatar or you can't actually see the other person, the machine, the day that happens, you know, the idea of humans answering phones just, just goes away. And I think that, that that's next year. I think I think you'll be, yep. Yeah. I think it'll be noticeable because the humor will be less helpful. Yeah. I mean, this is going to have access to all that data. It can do right first time for your customer service, consistent, tone of voice. You can you don't have to train them. You just update the background information and they all know instantaneously. No emotion. Yeah. It, it, I think 2024 is the year that you start to see machines taking over in um, customer service. Voice, voice, yeah. voice everywhere. Now, moving on from that, fine tuning and uh, custom models. So custom models are slightly different. You see where OpenAI are going to consult with very large companies with very big checkbooks to create you know, custom solutions, it's not really something that we're going to be focused on, but fine-tuning is. So fine-tuning is the ability to take a model and tune it to a specific uh, need or specific task or specific sort of um, sector requirement or regulatory requirement, whatever it might be. And that's something you can now do in, in the back end using the API. And that's a massive, massive win because not being able to fine tune these things, unless you're a very, very large enterprise, has been something which has really held
1: adoption of this technology back yeah and then like it, it would require like a fair bit of coding to build like you know fine-tune a model or create different things or patch different tools together and this is just making that a lot easier so i think like let's just we've talked a little bit about the news bit so just, just like i just want to recap a little bit on the speech bit as well because what this means is that you're going to have like voice assistants and and you know so many different internal tools within your business and, and external facing ones to the customers where it's just gonna be a lot easier to work with and you can even see ais within a meeting so when people are talking on teams and stuff like this you could even then just have the ai the, as part of that teams meeting right in that conversation almost where it's contributing directly to what's going on and acting as an impartial advisor so i think you're going to see some really interesting shifts and in things and then also like when it comes to fine-tuning having if you have like a, let's say a medical um, you know use case, or you have got like an architectural use case, or you have got something really specific, and you've got like a lot of like context, and a lot of like foundational information that you want it to be within there. Then this means that you can then le- lean on that knowledge to do most of the processing, rather than like the foundational GPT knowledge. And it also means that your um, application will run much more efficiently as well. So they're just making these into like a digital Swiss Army knife that can do anything, basically, right? You know, like uh, you can build anything. But we're, we're rapidly getting to the point, though. As well
0: where we're going to come on to like gpts ai agents something that we focus on which is basically what gpts are in a way is that you're going to be able to have an ai that understands what you're thinking what your position is in a meeting if you're not there yeah. and when somebody says something that's relevant to your position you disagree with or agree with it'll actually respond that's not far away
1: yeah and imagine for example you've got like some google docs which you've been writing on or your um sharepoint or whatever it like is. It could even highlight and surface, like, relevant bits for the meeting from that, basically, isn't it? Like, actually, you know, Paul had talked about this in a PowerPoint presentation. I put a summary here for you, and this, I mean, it happened to you. But, like, I often find things I've written, I'm like, oh, I forgot I even wrote that. You understand? You know, like, uh, and then, so even though I'm aware of having written it at the time, I don't have that, you know, accessible at the point. But it's not going to be far off where, just like on a Mac or a PC, you type into, like, the Mac in the search, magnifying glass. You type in whatever it is it will show you anything on your computer which has got that basically isn't it now imagine that like but within a meeting like in the context of what you're working on it could surface to you and say hey here's these things which might be interesting and useful for you that's coming basically proactive help
0: yeah so let's keep going because as we keep going through this you'll see that all of the or many of the blockers that we have faced with clients our discussions about they are rapidly rapidly going away and then we'll talk if you were uh, some what he said right at the end, which is uh, quite interesting as well in terms of where this is going, and just very quickly, so what, what, rate limits. So something we, we struggle with is rate limits. So there are limits on how many calls you can have on the on yeah. APIs, unless you're a ChatGPT enterprise customer. Who knows what that actually costs? So they've doubled the rate limit, which is fantastic. That means that you know this makes this makes your your ability to use the APIs at, at sort of scale far more helpful, more interesting for us and our clients. Uh, And it helps prevent system overloads where you're kind of waiting for things to happen, which can be super frustrating. And the other one, small one really, which is quite important, we mentioned it almost every week, is copyright so you've seen microsoft do this adobe do this and google have done this and i open an eye saying that if you use their models and you yeah. generate content and you are there's a copyright infringement claim against you based on that output that content created by these
1: models they will protect you they will back you up they will underwrite uh, any any loss or cost that you suffer i mean basically all the big boys are basically pull their checkbooks out and then you know like almost daring the lawyers to like a go but isn't it like uh, i mean AI as a content partner is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. any of these philosophical debates about different things about how it is or who owns it I think it's been very clearly established in this way now so we have to basically just leverage it, partner with it, co-create with it because um, that's the world now and the law I'm a lawyer right the law eventually
0: will catch up and it will it will fall on the side of um you know, the, the rational outcome of, of where this needs to go. Now, another small one, if you're technical, uh, you can now have JSON outputs as well, which is something I am very excited about.
1: Yes, I wasn't was already playing with these before, basically. like uh, So you, you can essentially, you can take any, any object a picture you know like a description and anything and then you can then have it like outputting in json is basically a way that like programs talk to each other so it means that you know everything in a very discreet way and before previously what would happen is it was inconsistent so if you would ask it to do two things like um you know, boiler kettle and also turn on a light. Um, and then it would maybe pass the the, the the boiler kettle instruction, but not the light. And then you have to ask it, what about the light? And then it would do that afterwards, basically, right? Like, so now it can take multidimensional um, questions or, or statements or instructions, and it will pass them. It will, it will like, process them perfectly. So it, it's, 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 that to, to, it's that
0: unstructured to, it's that unstructured to structure that we talked about as well, isn't it? Anyway, it's of from JSON, <laughs> people fall asleep. And literally, right, that was the warm-up, okay? If so, don't go away because the next half of this conversation is where it actually starts to get really quite interesting. Um, so a few updates on, I mean, after the warm-up, right? So what we've had, and then I think what we need to do is, is to you know, summarize really what this all means. But again, they're just ticking off all the box about what it is that we often sit here on this podcast and talk about tell us what we need.
1: need. The tools to build any business. Like, okay, it's like, okay, here's a tool to build a website. Here's a tool to like build any kind of like e commerce thing you want. Here's a tool to leave no, you're spoiling that. You're
0: spo- no, that's a spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, so implement AI. So very quickly, um, again, our white paper very important. We, we actually published a white paper a couple of weeks ago about AI agents, which we're actually going to come on to talk about because OpenAI is sort of making it easier to create these agents and deliver them to our clients. Sign up to our AI inside inside a newsletter. It's our weekly newsletter based on our podcast and various insights. People like to share. And if you haven't started yet, now is the time timeline because we always say implement AI before your competition does, right? This train is leaving the station. The ship is leaving the harbor. That was my sort of favorite uh, analogy last week. Years. And you need to get on. And the way you do that is, initially at least, is training, understanding how these things work, where it's going, threats, opportunities, workflows. What can you do? When can you do it? How do you start learning, okay? That's really important. And typically, people start working with us training, or AI activate, which is a 60-day sprint, policy, governance, the framework, training, and also a 60-day sprint, looking at how do you start implementing AI in your business and start to become an AI-assisted organization, workflow by workflow, process by process, person by person, department by department.
1: That's how you have to do it. You can't just go from zero to five on an AI scale. agree. And, and and also because everything's like shifting you really need to have like an AI strategy session like to understand like what is going to impact your industry and plan ahead now because things that we were talking about three months ago or even two months ago were all already solved and to be honest I thought some of these would be next year I was talking about multimodal in I think in June I I thought that it would be like next year where you could literally feed in an email and it would be able to like critique not just the text of the email but the images and give you a better thing now it could already do that it could actually like look at your email look at your image even suggest better images and a whole better email I mean this is just devastating. You think powerful. It's just crazy. I mean, it is interesting how, again, I've written blogs about this, where if you're
0: a SaaS business, if you're this thin layer above these, um, yeah, think about it, right? You've got this, tech, this, this sort of foundational technology. You see the big opportunity where the biggest problem is, within in terms of people using it, so you build a business around solving that problem. The platform owners think, well, actually, that's a huge opportunity for us as well, a big blocker. People using our technology. They just, they just roll it out on the platform. It's so we kind of disintermediating
1: everyone. We were listening to um, a very nice, you know, presentation about like upgraded AI voices like two weeks ago, right? And they were talking about how they'd use this in like real time agents and stuff like this. And and GP, you know, OpenAI have released very good voices, very nice sounding voices, and as part of their system. So are you really going to use different APIs? Well, let's get into the, the second
0: half, right, of the Open AI, um Dev Day, which is the really interesting half. The first one is setting up. So the, a big one, we talked about rate limits. Another one is price cuts, right? So whenever you are inputting information, data, context, to model, you get charged per token. When it creates an output, you get charged as well. So they are essentially making the service far more affordable. So GPT-4 Turbo, which is the bet- a better model, the best model out there is going to be on a blended average in terms of input output about 2.7 times cheaper than it was so that that cost that that cost reduction plus the the increase in the rate limits or reduction in the way if they look at it means that using these models now is faster and is cheaper for better
1: technology yeah so this means that you could basically like pour even more data even more workflows everything much more into these systems and they're going to be very affordable the data and um, privacy thing has already been solved, where they've already said we're not going to use these things to train our models and all that kind of stuff. Like, so it's basically your AI labor force. Right, well, and is, also, is and also,
0: your, your ROI is high, and, right? Because and very, even with our clients, we're saying your ROI is this based yeah. on these costs. Those costs, I won't stop. You've got better technology, so your ROI is probably going to go up because it's more accurate. And then your cost goes down by you know two to three times, yes. so your ROI
1: just expands. Yeah, this is like I don't know what to put it. I was like it's the engine basically it's like everything's been a bicycle until now like business is a bicycle you literally pedal every workflow right and now what they're just giving everyone is like a i don't know what's the most powerful engine let's say a tesla a, nu- a nuclear <laughs> fusion <It's kind> of <laughs> exactly <laughs> basically it's the jet engine basically right like a like a, a jet engine well it's getting there i mean these
0: are still steps on there but i love we'll finish with it right as some albums, they'll so that of what he said at the end, but the bicycle just, is dry opening, so let's just let's put it there, right? Like, uh, like, yeah, no, it, it, you're it, not going to use this. Is no, this is the ability to inject intelligence into everything you do personally or your business at scale today, right? Moving on, so. Satya Nadella appeared from backstage. He's a, he's a CEO of Microsoft. Now, I don't know where he's based, where his private jet wants to land, but he's definitely not based in San Francisco. I'm sure he spends a lot of time there. So he appeared there for a couple of minutes and said hello. And what was really interesting, if you sort of dig into the detail, is a couple of months ago, they they invested in this deal with uh, OpenAI, and Microsoft and Azure, which is their cloud infrastructure platform. They are working very closely together. Well, now Satya Nadella standing on stage saying, we are developing Azure, from the physical footprint, to the, the GPUs, to the networking, everything based on what this technology requires. So you can now see where these enormous cloud infrastructure platforms, Azure, AWS, Google Cloud, you can see where they're going. They're being geared up and optimized and now built purely for the opportunity this, this technology represents.
1: Yeah. It's the, the the tail is wagging the dog now, basically, right? Like, uh, it, it, so that was really interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, and and just as a funny aside, like um, Samuel was giving his presentation on Mac, and, they were, <laughs> and the the WC statue was there on the screen, and they were talking about Microsoft. I thought that was just a funny small thing, basically. But like, yeah, I mean, Microsoft are dead serious about this, like, uh, and they're releasing so many more things. And I think the key thing to understand here is that OpenAI is by far the most advanced system there is out there, and they are going to stay on the Cutting edge, the bleeding edge. So Microsoft are going to see that at scale, you know, faster than other people. I think ninety-three percent of the Fortune five hundred already using, you know, opening eye technologies and stuff like this. So I think, I think these guys so they, are- they, they have no legacy. They have no legacy. They
0: have no product or division they're cannibalizing. It was interesting. and mm-hmm. I was—I uh, didn't tell you this actually. I was at Anthropy, and and I, I kept saying to people, if you do one well thing today, it'll be the best two hundred and forty dollars. You spend this year go and sign up ChatGPT Plus and start using it, yeah. right? Custom instructions, set it up, blah blah blah. Now, there's, now we're going to go on to why there's even more reasons to. And a chat came over to me by listening to this, and he said to me, um, "When are you going to stop recommending open chat GPT and start recommending Google?" Because because I, I work yes. for DeepMind. And I said, "Well, when I, when I know it's better." Because right now, this is the state of the art, and that was last week. <laughs> it, it's moved on this week. Um, so why why not use it as a white point? Right, let's move on to the juicy stuff. So they have launched uh, what they call GPTs, okay? Now, we might call them um, AI agents. So essentially, these are upgrades to their their conversational AI and your ability to adapt GPT model. So they call them kind of agents as well. And you can deploy these for, you know, particular tasks. They can be content generation, coding, enhancing efficiency, and scalability, whatever you want to do. And it looks like they're, yeah, it looks like it looks, it looks like they're retiring plugins. So plugins are quite clunky kind of app store. We'll come on to the app store in a minute. They were quite clunky. Looks like they're going to retire though. So GPTs now are literally, you can set up in the back end, quite simply using the API, you understand sort of code. These agents that are designed specifically to fulfill particular tasks. Oh. Task focused.
1: Yeah. I mean, you say you're a nutritionist, right? And you want to create one specifically for, I don't know, paleo keto something basically right like uh and it can do it just just specifically for that and you can you can bound it and make sure that it won't go off piece and talk about accounting instructions and stuff like this so you can actually like create different customized gpts or ai agents or conversations or whatever you're going to call it for so many different things there's so many tools there's just so many tools like you got vision you got sound but, but also, so all these companies and we were looking at them and I used
0: one, I had peers bot on my website for a while. I pulled it now because it needs to be evolved uh, This was this was probably six months ago I created it. So all these platforms uh, creating um, the ability to have a, a, a chat bot essentially that, that can actually access your personal yeah. information. Yeah. There are lots of, lots of startups doing this and then memji mem gpt we talked about last week and we before in terms of having memory having a large language model as an operating system they've kind of killed all that this was called retrieval augmented generation all those businesses now have been replaced
1: by a pretty simple setup in the back end of OpenAI's playground they're just a juggernaut man seriously like uh, like uh, and, and the easier they make this it sets the bar higher for what people around them are going to have to do as well like even microsoft are in the game with their own frameworks and everything that's like but you look at like how easy they're making this and also like how inspectable it is like you know you can actually see what's happening under the hood and stuff like this like this is this is massive i'm really I mean, I, I was, excited i'm really excited to see what comes out
0: i i, I try to i try well come on in a minute i just setting ones on myself but i still can't i still can't see in chat gpt plus the fact that it's all into one i think on there's a little chat out. box now evolving it out and also in the playground i, I can't see GPT-4 you had to create a system. But the interesting thing then, the obvious next step is you create GPTs or they create GPTs and they're fantastic. What happens then? What happens then clearly is they retire plugins and they create an app store. So we're now going to see there's yep. a marketplace for GPTs, these AI agents. So this may be where we implement AI, where we actually deploy some of our agents because you know they do create quite a large ROI for our customers. Maybe others will buy them. That becomes a reverend opportunity for us and OpenAI and our our customers um, receive the value that these agents or GPCs
1: create. I think. I think that the exciting thing here is that you're going to see like entirely new workflows, entirely new tools, entirely new ways of thinking and solving problems, just there. And then you're going to be able to like basically go into this like toolkit and say, okay, how can I reconstruct my business from this? Like, what can I use to kind of like create stuff? Like, honestly, the powers are, powers are shocking like imagine you could have like a pizza inspection gpt straight away right which is like just looking at all the pizzas and saying all oh, the toppings are equal or this that like your qa gpts you can have like you know like you know audit gpts you could have sales gpts like you can have any marketing gpts content social whatever it is you know
0: you know that, like- that's where though that's where some commentators that they think that agi will not Appear in the form of a super powerful, all powerful GPT. It'll be a swarm. There'll be a collective AI agents that, when you put together all those different intelligences, know how, knowledge, learnings,
1: access to information, then you get an AGI. That is a very interesting thing, actually. There are some scientists, and the, 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 the science is quite is quite it's 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 very it's very good we are not even one consciousness ourselves, right? Like, you know, they, they've done experiments where they've actually split the brain. There's like the stem, the part of the corpus callosum, which links the left and right half of the brain. And they could actually like, have a. you could actually have a conversation where you show one object to the right side and one different object to the left side. You ask question and one can speak and one can only write and you will find different answers from different sides, okay? So we're not even one entity in one room you know we're a collection of personalities basically right and so imagine the agi is going to come a bit like we saw vision we saw code interpreter we saw text well now there's going to be agents which can then do this solution this solution this solution this solution You just bring them together like a hive mind basically yeah, right so and yeah. and how it, how is that not agi basically plus also like they said that- but It's they, almost like having a, you you're saying say it's like we've got like a a gan in our heads where it's challenging one side, been, challenging the other. I've been reading a lot. I mean, I'm in India at the moment, like I've been reading a lot on like the, the the different sciences of like the mind, like how things work, and like even ancient technologies and stuff like this. And honestly, what I find so interesting is like there's some stuff in ancient Hinduism where they talk about specific things they call synths, which are, like different powers. But I was actually comparing that to AI, and I was actually like looking, mapping at, like the kind of like the degree of like understanding of consciousness or ability to do this or ability to do that stuff like that, to have some of the powers of AI. And like honestly, AI can already out persuade out-reassure, outsell, you know, in different conversation forms. That was just intense. Well, but
0: that's why it's dangerous, though, comparing, and people often do this, human intelligence with this mechanical intelligence because the team may work in very different ways, And but the outcomes,
1: they'll very, very similar. Like a laser engraver, like, it's able to, like, just, like, cut whatever you want from, from an object, right? And then human intelligence might be a bit like a torch. So you'll have so many ones which can, like, be tuned and do specific workflows, like, ruthlessly well and, you know... I mean, honestly, like I'm really excited to see this.
0: Well, so let, let, let's carry on. So then the next one, they've created an assistance API. So this yeah. uh, this is one where it does kind of, you know, doing these retrieve augmented generation models where you could sort of provide your data. I was playing around with one just before we started recording this, where Alice give it a name, some information, set it up, load documents, and then very quickly you can have the ability to talk to your documents. So That is super powerful just in its own right, especially when you're applying the power of a model like GPT-4 Turbo to it. So you've got, so let's just summarize, right? So you've got essentially cheaper, faster, better models. You've got rate limits taken away. You can now... All this conversation we've often had about you know, is it safe? Is can they access my data? Are they training uh, the models on our data? The answer is no. You can now fine-tune on on your particular needs. You can create custom models if you can afford it. You can now create agents and GPTs using the API in the back end, and they and, and assistants using the API as well, very very quickly. And then not only that, I create lots of them to work. That's not quite yet yeah, that that model, but that's coming to work together to perform tasks.
1: You have now. AI workers in kit form that can see, talk, understand, process way more accurately than anything else out there. So the question is, you can start using it because that's
0: what we do. That's what we help. That's, that's what we help you do. Let me finish with the the, the the point at the end that Sam Altman said that after all of this, right, this sort of game changing, potentially you know world changing, all these announcements about the technology, he says, and we will welcome you back next year. And all of this will probably seem quaint. I mean, that just says it all. It's like, what happens between now and then? I mean, 2024 20, 20,
1: is going it's to be... 20, I mean, it's, it's not even crazy over. Three is not even over. Google are going mean, to be... That's I mean, like, true, a, actually. ...going out Gemini. That is before. true. It's basically... We're, we're watching a game of trunks, yeah. but the thing is, there's more than four aces here. <laughs> there's just new ones coming out every week,
0: basically. I, that is true, you, actually. Yeah, you've got Google are going to have to go back and... Uh,
1: we're gonna go back to old no, 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 style. Like anyway. I see you, and I will raise you. Things. Like um, connectors, all your Google yeah. Drive, to your SharePoint, to your this, to your that. Like honestly, the consumer experience. No, you're right. I shouldn't give up
0: on 2023
1: <laughs> does so, man, come?
0: So listen, yeah. There's been a lot there. Alex, uh, I can see how excited he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're gonna go in and think about this ourselves. Actually, we've got a lot of work to do. I'm talking to our or to the tech team about how we use use this ourselves actually. It's it make, brings, it making our road lives a bit easier, isn't it, it? Brings roadmaps twelve months forward. It has done, yeah. In some cases, I mean, there were some we were thinking, "Well, let's do this," you know, Q two next year. I could probably go and yeah. that And I'm not. And, and the other thing he said actually, we haven't really touched upon is that you know, code's going away. And he said it, and he? he said that the new coding language is going to be natural language, going to be English, which is so again fascinating. these talked about. So anyway. AI of the week, right, is ChatGPT Plus. We're using GPT for you can't look quite yet here, but I've seen a glimpse of it in the back end in the playground. And that's going to be an utter game changer if you start using it. So we're going to leave it there. Don't forget to sign up for AI Insider Newsletter. Please download our white papers. Follow us on YouTube. Please rate this podcast if, if you on your on your favorite platform. That really does help us if you enjoy it. And please do share it, share it with anyone you think may be
1: interested in. It the future of business, technology, and potentially society. If you're waiting for a sign, this is the sign. The start going is gone. See
0: you next week. See you next week. This is the AI Assisted Organization podcast. We'll see you again next week.